It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's hit the waiver wire for fantasy basketball. It's all coming up. Michael Bolton's got his claims in. Let's go. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and is this the illegal chop shop? The illegal place where they chop up cars? I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PrizePix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code all lowercase LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Be a double banger. Go and listen on the audio. Go watch the video. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the subscribe. Hit the bell. Leave the comments. It's great. Love seeing the comments here. It's always The comments are great to ask questions as well because sometimes uh, over on the old Twitter, not only is that site ridiculous and you get spammed with bots every time, but on the comments here, it's a way for me to be able to answer, but also other people. It's easy for them to jump in and see the questions and, and offer their opinions, and you'll get me in there sometimes and other people answering those questions as well. Versus on Twitter, most people will ignore your specific thing majority of the time, or they'll throw in some aggressive uh, and hyper-irrelevant bullshit. But, you know, that's just how things roll. All right, we are going to talk waiver Wire for our second major waiver Wire show of the week. Um, and let's talk about it, because there is some stuff that has uh, broken... Uh, overnight, and we'll get to that a little bit later on. And we will start by looking at the guys who are must roster players. Remember, we've ch- sort of changed the definition of, of this or as we're through the season now. We're looking shorter term, two to three weeks, and guys that are 65% or below in the roster percentage number on Yahoo, who you just shouldn't be leaving on the waiver wire regardless of your league. So we're going to do a categories one first, then we're going to do a points league one, and just six names. And again, this is not everybody, same as whatever we do. It's not just uh, these are not the exclusive lists. I'm not going to cover 300 players every single show. It's just not possible to do. So in terms of must rosters here for category leagues, the number one guy on this list is very obviously the, the big avocado, Wando Drummond. The report came out today that Nikola Vucevic is going to be out for seven to 10 days. And you would have known that had you listened to this show yesterday, because that is exactly what we suggested. It would be minimum a week, probably closer to two to four weeks. And I don't say, oh, yes, 10 days is less than two weeks. I call bullshit on 10 days. We'll see. It's a groin strain. I think we're obviously dealing a minimum week. That was very obvious at the time. And yeah, I still think it's going to be two weeks and it could push longer. But seven to 10 days is enough that you've got to add on Red Drummond. You just have to. You, you don't leave these players on the wire. You just do it. It's simple, right? But you knew that two days ago. Yeah, when we first said going at him, you knew it. Hopefully. Hopefully you did it. Big avocado time. Isaiah Hartenstein, still available in 40% of leagues. Don't know why. Not sure what people are doing. Uh, wake up, add him, enjoy it. That's how we do it. 
Alex Caruso, also still available in over 50% of leagues. Again, I know the bloke gets hurt all the time. I know. But he's good. He's very good. The role's not really changing. Maybe if Zach Levine comes back, potentially. Who cares? These are the biggest... No- it's weird to me there's three bulls on this list, but... The biggest no-brainers of all time, those top three names. Even the next one, Draymond Green. He might be back in a week. And you might have a distaste for Draymond Green and his antics, and I understand that. But if you're in a category league... He should be rostered by somebody. Like, very clearly, he is a top 100 player. Very clearly. And he's available, like, 40-plus percent of leagues. I think it's, like, 45% of leagues. Going at him. Patrick Williams, we'll talk about him a little bit later on as well. But I know he stunk yesterday. Doesn't mean you go and drop him. Go and pick him back up. And the other one there is Brandon Pajemski. Yes, having Draymond and Pajemski on this list might seem counterintuitive. Oh, when Draymond comes back, Pajemski will lose out. Yeah, maybe. But also, maybe not. Maybe not. Like, could Kaminga be the one who loses out? Do they take Sharich's minutes or Jackson Davis's? Has Pajemski shown himself to be one of the best players on this team? Yes. So don't worry about what happens when Draymond comes back. Figure that shit out later on. You know, you know, I've got so many mottos on this. If I had created a t-shirt with all my mottos, it'd just be all words. Yeah, get ahead of it. Figure that shit out later. Whatever. Uh, jack, jack him off. <laughs> Whatever stuff. <laughs> Lift up your desk. So many different things. But figure it out later. Don't worry about it. Well, later on, maybe Draymond comes back. Who cares? Just go and add him. Enjoy it. You should have added him two weeks ago. And you would have enjoyed all of this time. And then you figure that out later. That is what you do. That's what you do. You figure it out later. Let's look at the must roster list for points leagues. Um, a lot of the same names on here. In fact, the top two are still there. The Big Avocado. I don't know what I was going to call Isaiah Hunch. Something pro- probably uh, racially stereotypical. But that's fine. We'll call him the uh, Isaiah Hartenstein. <laughs> that's it. Go and roster those two guys. Cole Anthony, I still believe, is a must-roster guy in points. He is less so in category leagues. But I do think that if he's there in a points league, I would grab him. I don't know when Mark Fultz is coming back, and neither do you. Grayson Allen is a must-roster in both formats, I believe. While Bradley Beal is out, we've just got to keep rolling with Grayson. But he's a little bit higher up in that points league priority. You've got Brandon Pajemski there. And then Jalen Suggs. Again, probably still someone I have in a category league. But there was just a few other priorities on the category league list over Suggsy. But he's there on the points league list. So you've got Drummond, Hartenstein, Cole Anthony, uh, Grayson Allen, Brandon Pajemski, and Jalen Suggs is my top six names who are widely available. And if you're in a points league, you shouldn't be letting these guys be available. And this rule, again, I will continue to state this rule. The shallower your league is, you in a 10-team league. Well, I'm actually in a 10-team league. Is it actually worth dropping someone for Andre Drummond? Yes. Yes, it is. Because the back end of your roster, your worst player, usually initial worst player, is the 80th best player or 90th best player. You should be just moving through the back end of your roster. Can Andre Drummond have a top 40 run here for two weeks? Yes. So your guy who's the 100th best player can be moved on from. Because the difference, again, go and have a look in your league. The 100th best player versus the 140th best player, the difference might be two and a half fantasy points on, per game on average. Maybe that's an exaggeration. But the difference between these guys is so, so small that moving through and just getting a guy that instead of being your guy who was 100th, which is still good, but you get top 40 numbers for two weeks, then you drop him and then you get the 110th guy back because you, your top 100 guy got picked up by somebody else. It doesn't matter that much. The difference is so small in points leagues. In category leagues, it's true as well, but more so for points leagues. If I go and have a look now, 
I've got to check this out. The per game numbers, because maybe I'm just, maybe I'm talking out of my ass that it's distinctly possible. The 100th best player in points leagues this season is averaging 28.27 fantasy points. The 132nd ranked player is averaging 25.19. So three points difference between 100 and 130. Three points. That is not very much at all. That is not very much at all. So when we talk about like the streaming in ability in shallower leagues, you can find guys on the wire who very easily can, like just by adding one extra game in, you already made up that difference. Just by adding someone extra to an extra day for a stream, you've made it up. So don't sacrifice because your guys, oh, he's actually, you know, 27, he's 110 for the year. Don't worry about it. Get the guy who might get you 35 for two weeks and then someone else that will pop up and then someone else will pop up. Then someone else will pop up. Yeah, streaming. It is very, very um, important. Yes, important is the word. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is partnering up with me, with Locked On Fantasy Basketball, with Locked On Podcast Network to help you get some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. So when you're scouting the waiver wire, they can help you find the players that would be a guaranteed fit on your roster. So who are we looking at? <clears throat> Let's talk about Jalen Johnson, because I'm not going to talk about him much in this show, but he was available in some leagues. He's back. If he is available on your waiver wire, what are you doing? Going at him. Now that you might say, well, Josh, that's very obvious, but it's not because I can see his roster percentage. It's not sitting at 80 plus percent. So going at him. Johnson is the starter. He is going to be good for the rest of the season. I am very confident in this. So if for some reason he's sitting there and people are skeptical, Jalen Johnson is your waiver wire guy to go and pick up. But as you know, the rest of this show has about 50 other names that we can talk about for the waiver wire. So we'll get to those in a second. But I'm here to help you get fantasy championships, fantasy victories, and have fun while doing it. And eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. And that is the same with your vehicle. With 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever it is your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to US customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. Okay, um, so we've done that part of the show. We've done the must-roster players, so it's... Probably time for us to look at droppable players. Get that garbage out of here. And when we say here. droppable, as always, a disclaimer, you don't have to drop them. You don't have to. You can. You don't have to. But they've got to, you've got to look at them and go, hmm, do I need this um, anti-legend on my team? And the answer, I think, in a lot of these cases, is going to be no. And the number one name on this list is the Baptist John Collins. You do not have to drop John Collins. He stinks at the moment. His upside is very minimal, I think. And at some point, I believe he is going to lose starters minutes permanently. It's already sort of happening. Kelly Linux is a better player than him. Walker Kessel is a better player than him. And Taylor Hendricks is a better prospect than what he provides. Collins could get traded somewhere, but nobody, as you can tell by the return. The return for John Collins that Atlanta got was Rudy Gay, who plays for nobody, and second round pick. Nobody values John Collins in the NBA, unfortunately, for John Collins. So they're not going to be like, well, another team's going to get him and start him and play him. That's just not going to happen, right? So again, if we're in a situation where you go, well, Andre Drummond's sitting my boy, but I'm not sure I want to drop John Collins, you do it. You do it. Collins is fine. He's okay. But all that okay could turn into shit really quickly. Same with D'Angelo Russell. Now, there are a lot of D'Angelo Russell stands out there. If you're watching this show, hello, welcome. 
It's good to see you guys. I've already seen them across the Basketball Monster pages and forums. Why would the Lakers bench him? He's their third highest scorer. I'll tell you why. Because he's not very good. He's a bad defender. His skill set doesn't mesh with the other guys on the team. He's already been benched this season once. He struggled at other times this season. He was benched in the playoffs. He was re-signed to be traded. All of those things are true. So I don't think there's any... Look, I know that their starting lineup is probably the worst constructed starting lineup in the NBA currently. But the solution to that is not D'Angelo Russell back into the group. The solution is, can we just put Austin Reeves, our third best player, in there? But we'll see what they do with that. Russell, even as a starter was trending down. He was playing 28 minutes a night and he was not really worth it. Now he's getting 17 a night. Now this could vary. I could be wrong on this and Darvin Ham could go, you know what? This starting lineup is actually not it, which is very clearly true. And we'll go back to Russell, which again would be wrong, I think. But he could do it. But I just think that the return that Russell's been giving us has not been very good, even as a starter. So if you want to move on, you move on. Asar Thompson. Unfortunately for Mr. Thompson, um, it's not happening in Detroit. They are too wedded to the failed experiment that is Isaiah Stewart as an NBA player, and they just keep pumping the minutes in. And now, the thing that's crazy to me about this Pistons set, there's so much. I'm going to talk about 20 minutes about the Pistons. I won't, but the report from Shams comes out today. Oh, the Pistons are targeting fours. They want like an OG Ananobi. Uh, they maybe get Miles Bridges or Pascal Siakam. If you know that you need a four so desperately, stop trying to make your backup center a starting power forward. Stop it. You know who's a power forward on this team? Boyan Bogdanovich. You know who's also a power forward on this team? I think Asar Thompson. But you're trying to shoehorn your backup center in there. When you know you need an upgrade of that position, it makes no sense. The way that this team, it's, all, it's not quiet. It's the way that the Rockets built everything around Kevin Porter as our guy to the detriment of every other player. The Pistons are like, well, we've just got to make sure everything's about Stewart. Guys, stop it. What are you doing? Irrespective of that, that's what they're doing. Asar Thompson's minutes are all over the shop. His production's all over the shop. He can't shoot for shit. You do not need to roster Asar Thompson. Rowan Barrett, he's just a regular on this. I'm going to name this the Rowan Barrett Memorial Droppable List. You don't need to roster him in category leagues. There's not enough minutes to justify it. Russell Westbrook is playing better at the moment without Kawhi. So if you did want to hold him while Kawhi is out, I get it. That is totally okay. And he had a really good game yesterday against the Hornets, but he did have a really good game. But long-term, I don't see it. And very obviously, Jalen Green is not it. We are moving into, ooh, is this guy even an NBA starter category? He's still very young. There's still room to grow, but it is year three. He's played big minutes for two full years, and I've barely seen any growth. In fact, all I've seen is regression, and that is really disappointing. And in fantasy, we very comfortably move on. We can do that, no problem. You couldn't get him back? I believe he was dropped in one of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowls, and someone spent $900 on him out of a $1,000 budget, which I hope that's gone. And I know the guy that did it, I'm pretty sure was right at the top of the standing. So he had a little bit of luxury, but yeah, I think he might regret spending that much money on him. Anyway, Jalen Green is a dropper ruski. Let's look at some points league guys who are, these are all guys, and again, I'm changing a little bit of the, the cutoffs to this. Previously, it was like, do I project them outside the top 150? Now I've gone outside the top 140, yet they're available or they're rostered in 60% plus of leagues. For points leagues, Asar Thompson, we just talked about it. I don't think you hold on to Nas Reed in 12-10 points leagues. You just can get way more value streaming through that spot. And now Towns is back as well. Reed's fine, but he's got a real ceiling on what he does. And we obviously saw that when Towns was out, he didn't impact him really at all. Jalen Green, yeah. D'Angelo Russell, yeah. Herb Jones, I could have put him on the category drop list. And I think I've, yeah, if you needed to move on from Herb in a 12-team category league, fine. 
I think it's fine. But in a points league, there is zero, zero justification for holding on to Herb Jones in a points league. None. And then I've got Andrew Wiggins on the points league droppable list as well. You can throw a Contavious Caldwell Pope on there too, but I think he's already been dropped in enough leagues in points. Wiggins was better last game, so I get it if you want to hold. But as an overall thing, we've been putting on this list for weeks and weeks and weeks, and he's still sitting at over 60% rostered. So that's why we need to uh, go that direction and stick him, um, stick him there. All right, let's look at the most added players over the last uh, 48 hours. And some pretty yeah, pretty obvious names on here. The number one name on the list is the big avocado, Andre Drummond, rightfully so. Second is Kelly Oubre Jr. with Embiid out again. Oubre is going to get more minutes. Well, Embatum out. He's going to get more minutes, but more importantly, more usage. This is how Oubre thrives. This is how Oubre scored 20 points a game last season with a bunch of players out, getting a lot of shots, doing nothing else. And it's why I don't like him when the team is full because all he does is need usage to score. All right, so now, sure. But later on, no. Add him, good. I was surprised to see Jeremy Sohan be the third most added player. They do have a back-to-back coming up Thursday, Friday, which is cool. He's playing okay. He's fine to stream. I just didn't think that many people will be running to grab Sohan. On Yahoo, the three most added names that aren't uh, Drummond or Ubre. Number one was Craig Porter, up almost 11,000 ads. What? What? Okay. Um... All right, sure. At this time, I, I I, haven't heard that Donovan Mitchell is out. I know Darius Garland is out, but that doesn't really matter. I'm just going to double check. Maybe they have seen Mitchell out. No, Mitchell's out and was a shoot-around. And Levert was out and shoot-around as well. So I don't, I don't really get it. I, don't, I like Craig Porter. I wouldn't have rushed in that many leagues. The next one, the big fella, Dayron Sharp, yeah. We ready for three minutes today? Because Nick Claxton's resting on Wednesday. Last time Nick Claxton was out, we saw Sharp really like make me look like, honestly, like a dickhead. Because I was like, you got to go and add Dayron Sharp. Nick Claxton's out. And then they didn't start him and he played three minutes. I think Sharp has improved a lot since then. I think Jacques Vaughn's handling of Sharp has improved. They still could start Dorian Finney-Smith at center. They could. But Sharp is a clear must-add. For a must stream for today. This is only a one game thing for Claxton, so don't worry too much about that. But that's a strong ad. And then Grayson Allen, one of the top added guys on Yahoo. Yeah, that should have happened weeks and weeks ago, but people have you know, caught on after Christmas, I guess. And we'll see whether he gets dropped. Um, whether he gets dropped after after that, which yeah, he very well could. We we know how people can be somewhat fickle at times. Today's episode is also brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's also the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you up against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including the pros and the sharks, they just put up a player projection and you just choose more or less. You do between two to six of those. You stick them in an entry and you can win up to 25 times your money back. They've got so many different players that you can choose from. So many different player props. Not player props. Yeah, player stats. Points. Assists, rebounds, steals, blocks, threes, fantasy points, the combos they got in there in the specials league, which is like um, three-pointers made plus um, receptions in football and two different players, Travis Kelsey, LeBron James. Do they go more or less than 10.5 combined? You do all that as well. It's all over there. It's fast. It's easy. It's fun. And you can win up to 25 times your money. $10 in equals $250 out if you hit on those six player projections. So go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That is pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA. The code is locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepicks is daily fantasy made easy. 
Okay, um, we've done the most added players, so that would mean the smart the smart money would be that we're going to do the most dropped players. Get that garbage Which is exactly what we're going to do. Who is down in their roster percentage more than anybody? And number one on that list is Trace Jackson Davis, down 37%. He hasn't been good the last couple of games. I am giving it a little bit more time because I still am convinced that he is what the Warriors need. But if he continues to be buried as a 16-minute a night third-string center, then we don't hold. I will give it a little bit more time. I will give it through this week, and then we'll see. But people needed to move on. If they needed to drop Jackson Davis to get the guaranteed short-term production of Andre Drummond, I totally understand that. That is reasonable to me. Reasonable. But you don't have to do that also. The um, Leaky Beasley, down 19%. Cool. I'm, I'm all for it. And we add him back later on if he gets hot. He played limited minutes last game, but we know what he is. He's a points and threes guy, sometimes gets steals, but if he's not playing 31 a night, then you cannot trust it at all. So move on. Taylor Horton Tucker, DMP last game. Was it because of the foot injury? They said technically he was available, but even so, with George back, done getting minutes, Horton Tucker needs to be a 30 minute a night starting point guard, not because he's good, but he needs those minutes for you to care about him in fantasy. And if he doesn't get it, then you move on. He's one of those guys, again, there's quite a few players where there are very stark differences in people's opinions. D'Angelo Russell is one of them. Someone that I'm not going to name because I don't want to name every game. He plays for Brooklyn. He's another one of them. And Horton Tucker is another one of them. One of those guys, man, he's so good. Why don't they give him the minutes? He's awesome. He does this. He does this. And I go, yeah, but like, I can't. Like, Look at the turnovers. Look at the shot selection. Get anyone else involved. Yeah, he's cool. He's got long arms. That's sick. But I just don't buy it with him. I don't get it. And the, the Jazz obviously agreed with me because they benched him uh, for Keontae George. So yeah, you drop him. And then if he gets a starting job back, you add him. Simple as that. The next two are the two highest dropped guys on Yahoo, and I don't, I don't, I don't um, agree. Number one is Jaden Ivey, down almost three thousand teams. Yeah, he struggled last game. He's also a top one hundred player over the last week, even with that struggle. And yes, they benched him for laughing legend Alec Burks. You see that clip after they lost the record twenty seven games. I get like going to talk to your teammates or friends, or former teammates after the game. Um, and talking to them, but after your team has just lost 27 straight, you're a part of it, huge part of it, and then you're just audibly cackling, visibly cackling out on the court. It's a shit look. I have no problem. You know, oh, these athletes are too buddy-buddy. I, I know this. They grew up, they're friends. I understand that. You catch up with them. That's all good. But there are certain situations where you don't do it. And after losing a franchise record, when your franchise player, Kate Cunningham, just put his dick out on the court and laid it out there for 24 minutes of that second half, played him all, played his guts out, and he's visibly upset, and you're out there cackling, like, get out of here, Burks. Like, that is disgust. That, that is really, that is disgusting to me. Go and catch up with that bloke in the locker room. I can't remember who it was. It was someone from the Nets. Uh, I don't remember who it was. Obviously, they played the Nets. But, um, yeah. But they played Burks over Ivy down the stretch, and I just don't think a Monty Williams shit coach that is going to roll. So I just would not have dropped Jaden Ivy, and I definitely would have dropped wouldn't have dropped Patrick Williams. But this is also a great insight into there are going to be people in your leagues, and I know this is not you. If you're watching and listening, to this this is not you. It's not. But there is going to be people in your leagues, and they see a game, they go, "Oh my god, he scored six points while well, he's gone." So many of you, not you, not you. Not you. So many of you as the collective fantasy basketball grouping play in leagues where we only count points as a category. There must be a lot of those guys around because Patrick Williams scored six points in one game, so he got dropped everywhere. I'm not a Patrick Williams fan. I think it was a complete overdraft at that point, and I think he's not very good. But we've also got like a solid track record here of good minutes and good production that one six-point game shouldn't mean you go and drop him. That is how you lose fantasy. That is a silly reactionary move. 
Chris Dunn, yeah, sure. Down 3,000 teams, move on. You, know, you don't need to roster him. He played 18 minutes as a starter. That, that's all good. And the writing's on the wall with that one. The other one, yeah, maybe maybe not so much. Let's look at... Um, oh, what are we going to look at next? Let's look at some injury replacements because this is where things get um, a little interesting because in Denver, there was some news that broke while I was sleeping and I, I woke up to it, so that was really interesting. And it appears that... Um, Aaron Gordon's dog has got that Aaron Gordon in him because Gordon has suffered bites from a dog to his face and to his shooting hand that required 21 stitches. That is going to be serious. We hope he's okay and no infection develops or anything like that. That can be bad, right? Um, that's, that's, a, that's a decent chunk of timeout. That is, like even to heal the stitches, you can't play with big stitches through your face and hand. That's like a week minimum. Um, is there any nerve damage? We don't know. I'm going to say two weeks minimum. This might be four. I, I don't know that. Now, the problem we have here is that it seems relatively obvious on the outside that, all right, Aaron Gordon's out. He feels a really strong defensive role in this team as a, as a forward. Peyton Watson's been pushing up and getting minutes. They'll go with Peyton Watson. But the Dr. Michael Malone may not do that. There's four other options that he could use. Last time Aaron Gordon was out with a heel issue, they started DNP washed legend Justin Holiday. Now, Justin Holiday has been out of the rotation, but this is Michael Malone. Anything can happen. So if Holiday starts, I would not add him. They could start Christian Brown, who played 10 minutes last game and honestly has been relatively disappointing this season. They could start rookie Julian Strouther, who will have a 10-point quarter and then score 10 points in the next seven games combined. Or they could do the logical thing and start Peyton Watson. But, you know, when I've got an opportunity to make the right call, I would always go with my, you know, hotel spruiking legend, Peyton Watson. But I don't know that Michael Malone is going to do that. But what I do know is if I line up Peyton Watson, Justin Holiday, Julian Strouder, and Christian Brown, one of them stands out for fantasy. And it's Peyton Watson. So what do we like to say on this channel, apart from shithouse? Like we say a lot of things, but that's one of the words we say. But what else we like to say? Get ahead of it. I don't know that he's going to start Peyton Watson. I have no idea. I don't know that he's, if he's going to start Watson or Strouder or Holiday or Brown or something completely different and go Reggie Jackson and push everyone up a spot. I don't know any of that. But I do know that the one who would likely pay off is Watson. It's not Holiday. It's, pro it's almost definitely not Brown. It might be Strouder, but it probably isn't. And the guy who's been getting the most minutes out of that group is currently Watson. So he's got the current Michael Malone love. He's got the fantasy skill set. He's the logical replacement. And all those things suggest to me, go and add him. This could. This is not as clear cut. This has been another thing. Man, I've got so many tenants that I've said all season is that when a point guard or a center goes down, the replacements are very clear. Vooch, Drummond. Murray, Reggie Jackson. It's a one for one nearly every time. If a two, a three, or a four goes down, well, they could throw four different players in there. The starting three moves to the four. He plays more minutes. The backup two goes to the backup three. And there's seven blokes who get six extra minutes each. And that becomes a little bit more cloudy. All right. Backup point guard, backup center. One for one replacements become a lot easier. The twos, threes, and fours, harder. And this is a four that's out. Or three, however you want to classify Gordon and Porter. But still... I'm taking the chance on Peyton Watson. The next injury replacement is Big Dick Nick Richards. 
I don't know when doubtful legend Mark Williams is coming back. Maybe it's this week. Maybe it's next year. Maybe he's a figment of our imaginations. But we just keep rolling with Richards until he returns. I've got Derek Jones on that list. And yes, Derek Jones will continue to start when Kyrie returns, but his value will drop when Kyrie returns. So for now, we just keep going with Derek Jones. He's a 12 10 league guy. I'm going to throw Cody Martin on this list because I just got to throw some random names out there sometimes. 1% rostered. Gordon Haywood goes down. Brad Miller's dealing with an ankle problem. Martin played 23 minutes in his second game back and had four steals. And he is a Steve Clifford guy. I don't think that you add Cody Martin in 10 or 12 team leagues. He's at least streamable. But in deeper leagues, with Haywood likely out, if Bryce McGowan's will get some run, but Martin might play 27 minutes, 10 points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals, two threes. It's possible. That's at least deeper league consideration. And the last two just still remain because they're not rostered anywhere near enough. Sadiq Bay, Jalen Johnson's back, but DeAndre Hunter's out. Bay should be rostered everywhere. And so should Tari this season. Dylan Brooks has an oblique strain. That is likely going to keep him out a week or so, maybe more. So Eason now has a path to 30 minutes. If you're worried about his minutes, rightfully so, you shouldn't be now. Go and add Tari Eason if he is sitting there on your waiver wire. In fact, out of all those names, Eason, I think, is the, the big priority there. Or maybe it's Richards. But they are still uh, tremendous value guys that are available still on your waiver wire. And lastly, we're going to go through um, a bunch of other names, six other names that we do need to talk about here briefly to end the show. Number one on this list is Scooter Henderson because, again, what do we want to do? Shop early, avoid the rush. I don't know that Scoot's going to figure it out. He might not. Very clearly, he might not. But he was good yesterday. And we're turning more into a run of, instead of one good game, seven bad ones, it might be three good, four bad, or four good, three bad. And it's getting better. And hopefully they start to prioritize him more over Malcolm Brogdon. The higher you are in the standings, the more aggressive you can be in grabbing Scoot and sitting on it. You don't have to grab him but he's at least worth discussion because, again, somebody else will do it. And then, it might it, it, look, it almost probably won't work out until February. That, that is true, but it might not. And again, we like to get ahead of it. We like to have ability to go through this stuff. I'm surprised that I didn't see Jalen Smith on the list of most added players. I know he got hurt last game with his head when he sat on the bench in return. This is a, to me, option that he could literally be a starter. I don't think he will be, but he could be a starter the rest of the season and be a top 100 player rest of the season. That is distinctly possible, yet he sits there 92% available. It's way too much. And I've probably buried the lead here. That just shouldn't be sitting there in that many leagues. It might not work out. He might have a concussion. He might play 20 minutes as a starter. I I don't care. Julian Champagny, 3% rostered. I think Bubbles is quite a good player. He's starting for the Spurs. I don't know whether he sticks starting. I would have honestly given him a shot to start in the preseason. I think he's that good. 3% 3% rostered, he's low. So that means if you're in a 16-team league, he's there. If you're in a 14-team league, I would grab him as well. In a 12, I probably wouldn't, but I'd bloody consider it. Gary Trent, the trend is there. It's moving up. He's pushing forward. I'm not adding him in 12s, but he's on my stream list. He's there now, 27, 28 a night. And I think if you see a change to the Raptors starting lineup, maybe soon, you'll see Trent in there. And I'm not a Trent fan, as I'm sure you're well aware. But he's moving into that zone. And the last two names, I just want to get more juniors on here. Nick Smith Jr., 1% rostered. Didn't play much last game, but the injuries are piling up. Ish Smith is very clearly not the answer. Just Smith is a name just to watch to see if he can carve out any sort of small role with a Haywood injury. I don't think that he will, but we watch it. And the other one's Vince Williams, who's only 5% rostered. Even with Smart back, he put up a really good line. He should be rostered in every single 16 or deeper league. And probably, 
probably 14-team leagues, honestly. I don't really think he's going anywhere. And that is the end of today's show. So go ahead and you know what to do if you're on audio, you follow this podcast, but why don't you double bang it and jump over to the video side and hit the subscribe, hit the notification bell, hit the thumbs up. And if you are on audio and you just sometimes download the show, and don't listen to it. It's better if you listen to it. It actually helps a lot because Apple did change their um, some of their metrics on it. Um, so just let the shows play through. Just go to my page and just hit the podcast and let it play all the way through while you're sleeping. Have it on silent. Just get the numbers up. Get the numbers up. You know how it goes. But anyway, subscribe, double bang it. You know how it goes, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.